What is going on, gang? It's your boy ST here coming back to you with another edition of the Red Cedar Podcast. Today, we're going to be jumping into, I broke down the depth chart. The Michigan State depth chart, I broke it down. We haven't got anything yet. We've got a few little hints and stuff here and there throughout uh, practices as we've going on. As I'm recording this right now, we are eight days away from kickoff. Don't have that much, but we're going to jump into what I predicted to be the depth chart um, that we will get sometime next week. Um, so let's go ahead, jump into that, uh, jump into the position groups and have some fun with this. All right. So obviously a new regime in East Lansing this year with Mel Tucker and staff, um, a lot to be decided. They're replacing a lot. They lost uh, quite a bit of seniors last year, mainly experienced seniors, uh, defense, especially losing Brian Lewerke. Uh, the leader on offense. Uh, they do bring back Elijah Collins, though. Probably their best offensive player from last year. Um, Statistically-wise, uh, definitely. So let's just jump right into this thing. Uh, I'm going to jump in with the quarterbacks. I think this is the position group that everyone wants an answer on. Not even, they don't want a specific answer like, oh, we're going to do, we're going to go with Rocky and we're going to run, you know, this type of stuff. We just want like, hey, we're kind of eight days away. Do you maybe have it down to two people? You know, do you have it cut down at least? I know Jay Johnson recently said in a press conference uh, last week or two weeks ago, I think it might've been now that he's not afraid to let this competition go into the regular season. If it needs to be, if someone obviously steps up and takes the spot, then, you know, by all means, uh, you know, they'll ride with that guy. But right now, I don't know. I mean, obviously Rocky has the most experience, um, uh, his best game was in 2018, two years ago, versus Purdue, um, right after Brian got hurt. Um, couple or the weekend before, couple weekends before, um, I think it was uh, you know a slow, slow build with that one. Um, um, Rocky came in, played well enough versus Purdue, got the win. That was a fun, exciting game. Had some good highlights from that one, but. The rest of that year was not spotty, spot-up duty for him. Same thing with last year, you know, in and out, just kind of mop-up duty. But So I don't really blame him for that, you know. He was in and out. It was never his team. It was always going to be Brian's team. Um, and, you know, he knew he was just filling in. But, you know, he did look good that Purdue game. But uh, from what we have on this offense, I don't know that he fits the most with starting if that makes sense like I think he, he's obviously a really good quarterback but I I would like them to see he's a redshirt junior even though uh eligibility this year doesn't really matter like if he wanted to I guess he could technically play three more years any of these guys can but uh due to the COVID-19 pandemic and everything they waived eligibility for this year so you don't have to redshirt but for me personally, I want to see them go a little younger, whether that's Day or Thorne, uh, whatever they want to do there. Um, me personally, I have Thorne. I have Thorne there specifically because he's a redshirt freshman. He's super young. Yes, I know this. But I think from what I hear, he's really mobile. He has a connection with Jaden Reed, obviously, the star wide receiver transfer. And 
I think that would be a really good compliment to him. Theo Day also does seem interesting. We've heard that he looks good, uh, but he has some moments. Obviously, all three of them have had moments, just like you know the little bit that we have got out got out of camp. But I think Peyton Thorne, just simply because I think if it's Rocky, I love the kid. I think he's a really really good player. But I think if it's Rocky, I think it'll be Rocky bridging the gap until Mel Tucker gets the quarterback that he wants to bring in in either next year's recruiting class or the recruiting class after that. I know he's been recruiting a couple four stars really hard um, as well. So which either way it could be, you know, that too. I think it, it could just be a, a bridge to that anyway. But I think I tend to lean on the optimistic side. So it's like, okay, if we see Peyton Thorne or Theo Day, then they really like these guys, I think. And that means our future bodes kind of well if they're thinking either a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt freshman gives us the best chance over Rocky, a redshirt junior who has played games. So I think I tend to err on the optimistic side uh, when it comes to that. So hopefully that's what I got. I got Peyton Thorne, Rocky Lombardi being the backup. I think he's a solid backup. And then Theo Day, you know, uh, but we'll see how that shakes out. I think this is completely wide open. I could be completely wrong. It could be all flipped around like that so jumping into the running backs I think this is another intriguing room definitely quarterback is obviously just going to be the most intriguing that's what everyone wants to know that's who everyone sees the most you know they want to know one of probably the most important position um, for a football team quarterback so that's who people are going to want to know but running back is also probably we have our best player uh, at least definitely on offense. Elijah Collins returning, I think he is the clear and obvious number one, very close to a thousand yard uh, season last year. Um, behind that, we have Connor Hayward coming back. We have Anthony Williams, who looked good, who looked speedy last year. Uh, Brandon Wright. Then we have a couple of young guys and Jordan Simmons and a couple other pieces that we hear look really good. But I think this is clearly, obviously, Elijah Collins, number one. And me personally, I'll actually, I have an article that we'll be releasing probably this weekend, if not the beginning of next week, about how I think Connor Hayward should be used in this new Mel Tucker offense. I see him more as a running back hybrid type option for the Spartans coming back. I think we hear he's in like the best shape of his life. He, you know, uh, there's a really good story. Um, I forget if it was Chris Solari or Graham Couch that wrote it um, with the either the Lansing State Journal or the Detroit Free Press. But it was a good story about, you know, how he kind of when he put his name in the transfer portal, he kind of got out of shape and, you know, he wasn't eating good. But then he, you know, when he said he was coming back to MSU, he, you know, he's committed. He's bought into the system. He's got back in really good shape and, you know, he looks ready to roll. But uh, for me, I see him as a running back tight end. You know, I think the I always have flashbacks to Michigan 2018, the one handed snag at midfield uh, on the little Texas uh, angle route. Uh, That was really intriguing. I think he can do a lot more of that. He can do a lot more in the passing game. He has really good hands. So those short, short throws where you need a money, you know, post route or Texas route, I think those are his best options. So I got Elijah Collins at number one. Anthony Williams looked really speedy last year. Get him on the edge. Get him out in space. I think he can do a lot of positive, speedy-type things that 
we want and need on this offense that will bring excitement into this Spartan team. I got Anthony Williams Jr. number two. Connor Hayward I got number three, like I said, because I think he'll be uh, swapping through like two or three different position groups uh, with this method. And also another plug in the article, I'm writing how I think a a two-pronged backfield with Anthony Williams and Connor Hayward when Elijah Collins is out of the game can give you some pretty nice play designs to get Anthony Williams in space. And especially if you do that and you break a couple of those speedy plays with Anthony Williams, then people start committing to him. Then that's when Connor Hayward can get rolling at Texas routes, post routes, little curl routes uh, for easy first downs and, you know, nice gainers in the red zone when you need it. It's about getting creative. Then I got Brandon Wright as number four. I think, I think the times that I saw him last year, I think he looked positive, and I think that can continue to move him forward um, in his progressions. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Jordan Simmons or one of the, the freshmen this year as well. We don't know. Another very talented position group, probably the second most talented on this team um, in terms of offense, is the wide receiver room. Um, we lost a lot. We lost Cody White, Daryl Stewart, um, a lot of production there. Uh, our two best wide receivers last year. Um, but let's go through what we got there. We got Jalen Naylor, who looks healthy. We say is healthy. Jaden Reed, who was um, all-conference, second-team all-conference as a freshman at Western Michigan before transferring to MSU. Um I think he is going to be really good. I think he'll thrive even more if he has his best friend throwing him the ball. That's also why I partially say this, too. I think that Jaden Reed-Peyton-Thorne connection can be good. I don't know. There's something there. I see that. But a lot of um, upperclassmen as well that can contribute to this offense. Uh, My breakdown of this simply reads as Jalen Naylor, Jaden Reed, and Trey Mosley uh, looking at the one, two, three. Um, and then actually in my article right now, as I'm recording this, we recently learned that CJ Hayes had surgery, so he will miss this season, unfortunately, but you know, he'll bounce back and come back next year ready to contribute. So I think Jalen Naylor, Jaden Reed, Trey Mosley, solid front three, Larice Nelson as well showed spots last year and looks to contribute off that but Jalen Naylor has that speed if he can stay healthy can be special Jaden Reed can be one of the best wide receivers in this conference was saying something we always have a lot of really good wide receivers in this conference so yeah this can be if this group stays healthy and can stay on the field this can be uh, really solid and we'll obviously get a chance to see some young wide receiving core as well with the injury to C.J. Hayes. Tight ends is a really interesting kind of thin young position, the tight ends. Um, Trent Gillison, I think I like the most out of this group. He's coming off a four-catch, 88 yards, including a 64-yard catch-and-run in the pinstripe bowl last year versus Wake Forest. Um, I'm all in on Gillison. I think he's the number one guy. Dotson is coming off an injury. Uh, I believe it was the Illinois game. Yeah, it was the Illinois game last year. So been about a year, um, like a year and like two, three weeks less than a year since um, that horrible injury last year. 
um, Achilles injury and, you know, is he, uh, he looks like he's, you know, good shape and, you know, practicing stuff like that. So, you know, good. Is he all the way back, you know, practicing and working out and all that is different than being in game shape. So, uh, we'll see and ready to play in a high level college, uh, football game. So we'll see if he's all the way back. I still think he's a solid, um, tight end I got him slatted at number two behind Trenton Gillison then I think this is where it's going to get interesting with some young players who we've heard some about uh Adam Burkhorst and Parks Gissinger I got at uh three and four Parks at three Adam at four um I don't think we'll see them a lot probably mostly in blocking downs to, especially with no you know eligibility rules this year um in terms of having a red shirt anyone or anything which I'm not sure off the top of my head if they have red shirted already anyway if that really matters but you know Throw them in there, passing down, see what you got. Uh, I think that's what a lot of positions need this year, just especially new coaching staff. Throw people in, see what you got, um, and let's, you know, keep building forward to the future. I think, um, you know, there's definitely talent on this team, and, you know, they are recruiting pretty well uh, for the time that this staff got in. So um, this isn't a bare bear roster, but um, – you know, just throw guys out there, see what you got, uh, see if you need to move anyone around and what you got. And then I also have Connor Hayward in this, like I said, uh, halfback tight end hybrid type uh, situation for him. Offensive line, kind of a lot to digest here. Jordan Reed did opt out due to COVID-19 concerns, so uh, we won't have his services this year. But the offensive line, I think, see, I've heard a lot of different opinions on this, but I think I think Matt Allen is uh, the starter. I think he's the starter at center. He's been the center. He knows what he's doing. If he loses it, you might have Nick Samak come in there. Um, I don't know. He's a younger guy, so uh, maybe he will. But I also believe that Devontae Dobbs needs to be starting this year. I think he is a star. Um, I think he needs to be on the field this year. Uh, he played last year, looked good, uh, limited time get him on the field. So Matt Allen, Devontae Dobbs, I got on that line. AJR Curry, Kevin Jarvis, and J.D. Duplain, who I got rounding out the starting uh, group of O-linemen. Uh, Luke Campbell, Blake Buter, Nick Samet, Matt Carey is kind of the guys I have like right behind. So that group of nine people right there, uh, yeah, nine people, uh, I think are the top nine. And I think any of those can swap out. You know, I think my personal opinion uh, Devontae Dobbs, unless he completely like takes a dip or, you know, something happens, then I think Devontae Dobbs is for sure locked in, be in that starting group this year, keep him there, let him grow. I think he can be a star. Everyone else, you know, I think it'll be kind of platoon. Hey, see what we got, see what we're working with, especially first couple games of the season, see what works. We got something that works. Let's go go forward, get some young guys in there too. Been recruiting a lot of good offensive linemen as well. So a lot of youth can be coming up as well. Uh, let's see how we get that in there. And this is an improving offensive line. People have been talking about it. We're still working on improving the offensive line from, you know, 2015 and guys that we lost then, you know, offensive line has been solid, uh, specifically 2017. It was okay. Uh, you know, it was good enough for us to, to give Lewerke enough time to have a good season that year, you know, 10 and three, uh, you know, make it to the holiday bowl and have a really good bounce back season uh, inside the top 20 of the polls. But, you know, this is young, you know, new energy, 
all around. I love it. So this offensive line, I think, is going to see a big improvement this year. Probably the most, in my opinion, from uh, last year to this year uh, will be the offensive line. D-line, Jacob Hanishuku originally opted out. Um, if there was going to be a spring season or late fall season, originally opted out, but has since opted back in. Jacob Panashuk, Naquan Jones, in my opinion, two stars on the D-line. Uh, those are the two main guys who have a lot of playing experience and will be contributing a lot to this defensive line. Both seniors looking to try to get to the draft. Next year, I think they both have really solid chances of getting drafted, keeping that MSU streak alive as well and fulfilling their dreams of getting to the NFL. Um, also on the defensive line, I got Jacob Slade just reading something today. He's looking really good on that defensive line, uh, looking to come in. And also this, the other, uh, the other spot on the starting defensive line, I have went back and forth between Jack Camper and Deshaun Mallory. Everything I hear about Deshaun Mallory, he's big, he's long, uh, a lot of good things, um, when I wrote this article a couple days ago, I put Jack Camper in that starting spot. I think right now I might be switching Deshaun Mallory into that starting spot. Kind of what I feel. Second group being Michael Fletcher, um, Jack Camper, or Deshaun Mallory, whichever one switches out into there. Um, and then Jalen Hunt and Diari Todd I got in there. Other couple young guys that you could see as well that I didn't add to this list, but you know, you never know with young guys. I think a lot of them will get thrown in this year. So if one of them sticks, you know, that's great. And, you know, uh, keep it rolling. They'll obviously be on this list. And hey, I hope if it's one of these young guys that jump in, make me look stupid that I didn't put you on this list, that I wasn't, you know, aware. Um, and I want you to make me look stupid. Uh, I do most of the time when I do my predictions. So, um, Hey, but I think this is a solid spot. Jacob Hanischuk, I think, has a sh shot for all conference. Um, we'll see there. Naquan Jones, I think, is going to be really solid as well. Um, let's go to the linebackers. Um, Antoine Simmons is clearly the captain of this defense, uh, captain of this team, really. Um, it was really his leadership after the Michigan game last year that um, had a lot to do. Okay, had a little technical issue there, but uh, let's go back to the linebackers. Like I said, Antoine Simmons, I think, is the leader of that defense and of this team. Um, I think he is solid starting right there. Um, his leadership, like I think I was starting to say um, a second ago was after the Michigan game last year, was really uh, what cemented it to me that he's going to be captain this year. You know, uh, really, really good leadership guy. Um, solid, going to be solid for this defense under a new regime. Um, other guys I got in the starting uh, position is Noah Harvey and Chase Klein. Uh, I think we could see Marcel Lewis originally opted out, if I remember correctly, but then opted back in. Uh, Luke Fulton as well. Uh, Jess Lord Botang. I hope I said that right as well. I think we'll, those th uh, three guys will be in this second uh, uh, positions, backup positions of linebacker and you know, I think they'll have, you know, shots of getting back into, they'll have shots getting into the starting lineup, I'll just say that. Uh, besides Simmons, who is a senior this year, um, you know, I think these guys will get to show uh, themselves and uh, to bide for spots, not just this year, because I don't think any of the other two spots are 
for sure. You know, Noah Harvey looked good last year. Hear a lot about Chase Klein, uh, Luke Fulton, but, you know, let's see how that goes. Uh, Anton Simmons, I think Big, Big Ten awards are coming for him this year. I think he's going to be uh, have a really, really solid year coming off, leading the team with 90 tackles, three and a half sacks, and an interception last year. Cornerbacks, this is a very, very interesting position. Uh, turns out that, um, you know, <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of different opinions on this, but and I've really been, like, shocked about it. Julian Barnett, going back to his natural position of cornerback after splitting time at wide receiver last year. Uh, the former four-star recruit, I think he is the number one cornerback. A lot of people think it's Shakur Brown. Um, I'm not. I mean, he played good last year, but to me, I just, I just think it's going to be Julian Barnett. To me, I think Julian Barnett, Kalon Gervin, another four star, as well, will be this top two, and I think Shakur Brown is right there. Like, I think those are all one A, one B, one C, but I think Julian Barnett has the slight edge. Um, to be the number one cornerback. Then uh, Davion Williams as well will round out that group. Uh, uh, He barely saw the field last year as a true freshman, coming in as a true sophomore this year. Harlan Barnett will get the no-fly zone ready um, uh, and look to bring that same energy back. Um, I think this is an interesting group. It's definitely a young, important group that I think has a lot of potential, and I think a lot of that rides on Julian Barnett. I think he's got, like, Justin Lane-type height and length, and I think that will play a big part into him growing. And he's the catalyst of this cornerback group and what's going to make it go. Uh, Shakur Brown had a good year last year um, as well. For him to pop off that, and Kalon Gervin, uh, like I said, did not see a lot of time last year, but... uh, kind of got thrown into the Ohio State game, which was obviously did not go super well, but um, didn't go well for the whole team. It wasn't just him, obviously. So I think this is a promising group that has a lot to prove um, and will be solid uh, as the season goes along and those young guys grow. Uh, safety position, Xavier Henderson, I think another captain as well. Um, second on the team in total tackles uh, with 83 last year, two interceptions, um, one of the captains, definitely on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, one of the best safeties in the conference for the season. I got him starting right there. Dominique, the second position is really up for grabs, I think. It's either between Dominique Long, Michael Dowell, Trey Person, um, in my opinion. Uh, any of those three could be in there. Um, I think I like the potential of Michael Dowell moving in there, uh, kind of being like his brother. Um, uh, well, David obviously playing safety, and uh, his other brother Andrew um, playing kind of like a linebacker. So, but in my depth chart, I have Xavier Henderson, number one, Dominique Long, the other starter. On the other side, you know, a senior, upperclassman, um, experience. Um, I think he'll get the start there. Uh, Michael Dowell, Trey Person are the next two that I think. That two through four will get a lot of in and out reps as well. So looking for one person to take that second safety spot and run with it, I think, is the big thing. 
So we're closing in on game week, gang. Uh, we are eight days away as I'm recording and posting this. So a lot to be excited about. In the next week, we will be, I'm actually working on it right now, working on the projected records of every team in the Big Ten. Um, usually go over it a couple times. I go over it once and I'm like, eh, maybe let's look over it again. So I go over it a couple times, see how it's looking. Um, and then we also got uh, breaking down every single MSU game, predicting what will happen there, um, and then previewing uh, Rutgers Saturday, 24th, a week from tomorrow. So that is exciting going into game week. But besides that, that's going to wrap it up for this one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to go check out my other socials, Scott Troop 16 on Twitter, Scott Troop underscore 97 on Instagram. Um, make sure you're registered to vote. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys in the next one. Peace out, gang, and go green.